what's going on? How's it hanging? How's it happening? You guys know what it is. This is Kevin from the Chord Progression Podcast. The podcast bringing young rock and roll fans to discover new music, help find a place that they can connect and feel accepted. Hey everyone, welcome to the show. This is going to be another go on for you. We're bringing back our friends from, if not for me, to the podcast. Not only is Patty back on, but the whole band is here. This is going to be a good one. Before we jump in, though, I want to thank support for this podcast, which comes from Phoenix Fitness. So you guys know I constantly use the term mosh pit fit. So why do I keep saying that? And also, I'm going to be making t-shirts for that real soon. So get ready for that. They look pretty damn good. So I always say that because my favorite thing to do outside of podcasting is go to concerts, jump in those mosh pits, and go absolutely ape crazy. You see me at Upheaval Fest um, in 2023? Yeah, you're, you're going to see that exactly happen. It's going to be nuts. But on top of that, one thing that... I always say with Moshfit Fit is it's my fitness goal. It's what I want to do. So for me, I always go to the gym and I'm always running and doing as much cardio as I can because I need to make sure that I am I have stamina strength. Make sure I have the stamina to go the distance. Also, I have to make sure I'm strong enough to deliver those hits because I don't want to be a weakling. And you know, there's gonna be some big dudes in that pit, and I don't want to just have to take a hit and be you know out of commission. So that's why I'm always in the gym for like two and a half hours a day doing all this stuff: lifting, running, biking, stairmaster, whatever it is to prepare my body. But I need to prepare and recover right to make sure I can do this day in and day out. And that's where Phoenix Fitness comes in. They have different types of supplements to help you achieve your fitness goals and other products as well, like pre-workout, both stim and stim-free blends. I use stim free because i don't need more energy than i do already have different types of b cellular recovery compounds creatine up your muscle protein to help you build muscle whey based collagen based plant-based um yeah i use their whey based chocolate malt flavor pretty damn good not gonna lie also they have different types of b cellular or i'll say b cellular different types of multivitamins and literally anything you might need to achieve your fitness goals phoenix fitness has for you so our listeners and viewers that you can get 20 percent use code cpp20 at fx it's a description of the podcast thank you phoenix fitness now, my friends, let's go with If Not For Me and enjoy. Are you guys ready? Let's go. Yeah. Well, 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 ladies and boys and girls, listeners of the Core Progression Podcast. This is the first time this band has been back on the podcast since 2021. And the last time we had them on, we had quite the great conversation including the 12 times that Rick Gamerlin from Ice Nine Kills video bombed us by walking back and forth. And now the band has already released their debut album from early last year. Now they have signed to In Vogue Records. They have a brand new song coming out on the 21st called Feel Me Now. And when it's, when I say this band is just getting started, I mean, you're going to want to jump on and become a fan of this band as quick as possible if you're not already. So make sure you do that by the end of this episode. So please, please welcome Patty Hayden. Zach and Cody from the band, if not for me, to the podcast. So, gentlemen, welcome back. What up? What up? Yeah, it's good us. to be here. <laughs> Great to have you guys back. How has everything been going in your world as of late? Because it seems like this year has already been a gigantic year for the band, and there's still a whole nother half to go for it. So, how's life been going? It's been busy. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've been busier the past month and a half, two months or so, than we've probably ever been in, as a band. Um, but it's great. Like everything's been going awesome. Things are going smooth. Um, we're in a really good spot right now. And uh, it's it's been pretty crazy. It's been a wild ride. Yeah, definitely been fun. Um, yeah, Gene, like Patty said, Gene's been pretty nuts. We went out with uh, the band Archers. Awesome dudes. Um, then we went out with, uh, we just got back from a little run with uh, Until I Wake and Versus Me. Also incredible bands. It's been a great time. Now we're just in the studio trying to wrap up this uh, new album for InVogue. All really exciting stuff. 
I, I should have. I should not remember you guys went out with uh, versus me until because I love the guys and until I wake and seeing Hayden walk in with the versus me shirt, I'm like <laughs> I should have made the connection. Because even when I was thinking about it too, I'm like, until I wake, if not for me, like that's a perfect combination of bands to go out together, given your sound, given the energy, given the way everything flows together. And just given knowing the guys and until I wake, knowing you guys, it just seemed like a perfect combination. So I'm pretty sure that you guys going on tour with until I wake, this is not going to be a one-off thing. This could be a very consistent thing yeah, down the so. line for <laughs> many, many years. Yeah, they, yeah, they are homies, man. Like they're awesome. Yeah, incredible people. Just absolutely incredible. And then on top of that, too, this month, I mean, you guys announced, or in June, I should say, you guys announced that you signed to In Vogue Records, which is, I mean, that is absolutely massive given the Thriller In Vogue Records connection, seeing how so many of those bands are continuing to grow and seeing how those labels are continuing to rise and become one of the more prominent labels, especially in rock and metal today. I mean, I, I keep seeing bands pop up from them like, okay, you're, I mean, you've got the word alive on, on that, on the dual, uh, for the two uh, record labels. You got Avoid on there, which is absolutely awesome. You got you guys, you got Dark Divine. I, I my friends from Italy and Stain the Canvas are on that record label. I'm like, how are they getting all these great bands? So within like the next five years, this label is going to be like that label that's everyone's going to look at like Epitaph or Sharp Tone or Samaria. Everyone's going to be looking at that like, they're they're right up there right now. So you guys yeah. are in a fantastic spot. I got, actually, I just got to throw Fearless in there as well. I can't forget Fearless. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure, man. It's um, I've had, I mean, with my my industry background a little bit with like Fury and stuff, like, I've just had so much of the respect for like Bob Becker and Invo, uh, yeah, like more and Invo. Just uh, yeah. So it's just an honor now working with them as like from the band. So um, very stoked for all that. So let me ask you this: How'd you guys get connected and then get signed to In Vogue as well? Because again, it is a huge deal. And then I'm curious to see where that goes forward for you guys when it comes to new music, when it comes to potential new album, when it comes to tours. Because again, now you're on these, you're on this label that has a connection with Thriller as well. So what's going to happen is, if not for me, going to go out with a void at some point in time soon and going to create the craziest show possible. It could happen. So how'd you guys get into this? <laughs> yeah, pretty wild. Um, I guess I'll kind of take this for yeah. a bit. Um, so uh, I used to work. Um, I, I worked in like the, the, the like the label side of things for a while. I started with a CI Records as a label director. Then I started working at Weird Triumphant as an A and R for a while. And then um, where I met Nico Laroca, who uh, is an A and R for was an A and R for Weird Triumphant. And then Nico, I eventually created Theory Records, which is an imprint label of Weird Triumphant and my own label. Um, and then Nico ended up actually going over to the thriller team as their like primary a and r so i just have been incredible friends with him for a while and then when i joined if not for me i just kind of figured it i didn't really like being the label director and the drummer of the band so i just kind of was like shopping us around for a while with some of the new singles um to which you've heard already and um yeah nico is all about the sound and just has been awesome to work with and sent it to nick and bob and they were stoked on everything and it's just kind of been just this kind of dream team that we've had so far just with like a bunch of and it just feels like a very friendly like family basis it's it's sick i, I couldn't be a be happier of a better team you know all right, that does make a lot of sense. I remember the first time talking with you guys, especially just talking with Patty on the last podcast we did, because you guys were with Theory behind that as well, of course, with Cody right there. It makes a lot of sense where, you know, with Cody Foley in the band to maybe not be like, you know, label director and band member at the same time. There's a lot of different hats you'd have to wear at that point in time. But then when it comes to making that connection, again, you're making a connection with people that you know and also people that are listening to music and people that absolutely believe in you throughout this. Because I, I 
I, I've heard stories about bands, you know, it's like they're getting on labels because the, the label just wants to have that band. But then when it comes down to it, it's like, okay, now that the contract is signed, now that everything's in motion, it's, you know, there's other bands that those are going to give priority to. It seems like in this instance, especially with Thriller in Vogue and with every band I've talked to from that standpoint, it's when they sign a band, it's they're going to get fully behind them and they're going to do great things with them. Ever since their inception with Thriller Records, I think it was when they first came out, what was it, on 2020, 2021 ish? It's every band they've been putting on there. It's all I've been seeing is just consistent promotion for them and in Vogue as well, just consistent focus on every band and putting a, the, the due process it's not too process the right amount of support behind him because some bands need more support than others some bands just know what the hell they're doing and can just fly off the handle go nuts and create their like their own pr create their own press their own publicity and have a blast with it and it's just the amount of care they give all the individual bands that i've talked to and the fact that you guys are now on there and they're going to see you that way that just puts a smile on my face and know that if not for me, he's going to continue to get out there. And as these two labels continue to rise together, again, the connection that's going to be made is going to benefit you guys because who knows what other bands you're going to be able to connect with? Who knows what other labels you're going to be able to connect with? Who knows what other tours you're going to be able to get on to the point where, you know, maybe by this point in time next year, we might be talking again and you guys might be out in the middle of uh, California ready to rip a show with someone like, you know, we came as Romans or ready to rip a show with like bad omens out of nowhere. You never know. It might happen. True. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The the team so far has been like so, so good to us. Like it's, it, it was crazy because, you know, we weren't, I mean, I don't know, I, probably none of us expected to get like an offer that we got at this point in our careers. And just the, like, I, I think what really sold them was, you know, like the the singles we sent them, they really liked the singles we, we were sending them. They were like, oh, send us videos of your live show. So we were like every single show we were like, you know, we were sending them videos. And I, I think that those are the things that really kind of uh, drew them to us and, and was like, yeah, let's do this. And like, they've just been so supportive and helpful and, and it's very artist friendly. Like they're, um, they're, they're really taking the time to listen to like what we want to do. Um, and it's been, I, I don't know, it's just, it's been great working with all those guys so far. All right. Now let me ask you guys this. Cause again, you're saying them um, brand new singles and I've, I've heard the one you guys first put out with Invo. I've heard the second you guys are putting out in on the 21st. So I know exactly what to expect those. I know and can see why they picked you up and really fell in love with that. But now when it comes to the live setting, when you were sending those videos, what do you think really connected with them? Reason I ask is because I have yet to see you guys play live yet. So I don't know what to expect. I want to like, especially people that haven't seen you live either. Like I want to get a taste of what it is or get a little bit of a teaser of what that's like, because I want to see you live and I want everyone else to do it as well. So what about those live videos that you sent the guys at Thriller Invoke? What was it about those that you think really had them latch on to you and be like, yes, we want this? Well, I guess not to like toot our own horns a little bit, but uh, <laughs> I don't know, we've all been like in other bands for a while. Like we've been doing this individually as musicians. Like I, I'm 31, I've been doing this since I was 14 years old. You know, like we're just really good at our instruments and like tight with it. We have a lot of uh, integrity for our craft. Like we don't ever want to mess up or anything. And like, I hate to blow smoke up your ass right now, but Patty's an incredible vocalist live. Um, Hayden's really good with sound stuff and actually mixes us every night. Um, so we always have a consistent sound. We don't have to worry about a sound guy screwing us over or anything or just kind of be in that bottom band on the bill that the sound guy doesn't care about or 
Um, so we just have that consistency every show. We have a light show with everything. So like no matter if we're playing a venue that's only like 80 cap to a venue that's like 500 cap, like you can expect the same kind of consistent sound from our band. And that's something I think we take pride in. It's, it's, a, it's a product, you know? The live show is what sells you. We like to bring a lot of energy too. A whole lot of energy. See, that's what you need in the show. You always need that kind of energy. And Cody, that was a question for you guys to toot your own horn. I teed it up for you, and then you just called it out. I'm like, come on, you can't do that to me. You know, I got I to gotta throw that little self-deprivation, self-awareness in there a little bit. So. <laughs> Understandable. But when you're talking about consistency, it makes a lot of sense because – you think about it this way. If I'm going to go to a live show as a fan, if you guys go to live shows as fans and you see bands that you really like, one thing that's going to keep you coming back is if, you know, if the stage show is going to be something you want to see. If you're someone like me, if the energy from the show is top notch, so that pit is going to be going crazy. If the sound is going to be something where you know that they're going to sound good every step of the way. Because if I go to a show and all of a sudden I come and say, I'm going to use you guys as the example. Say I come see you guys for the first time and the lighting show is fantastic, the stage presence is great, the energy is great, and the sound is like pitch perfect, and I come and see you guys the next time, and let's say the energy is still there, the stage presence is still there, but something's going wacky with the sound and the light show, it's like all of a sudden, you know, the, you know, the, the, the crowd lights are on and all of a sudden it's just, we're being blasted in the face with fluorescent lights. There's gonna be something that's, you know, gonna be, it's gonna have a different feel to it. As a fan, we're gonna think, huh, something just doesn't seem right and it's not going to make that connection. And bands that have consistency throughout their performance in terms of what they're able to do night in and night out, those are the ones that continue to thrive and rise no matter what their size is. Even the night before we record this, I was in a small bar in Janesville, Wisconsin, seeing my friends and throw the fight and the headliner that night was Gemini Syndrome. And uh -huh. Gemini Syndrome in front of maybe about 150 people, it wasn't that big of a venue. Wow. But maybe 150 people, it was the stage show, the stage presence, everything was just as I had seen it when I saw it with over a thousand people, a couple like two, right, right for the pandemic. Mm -hmm. It's that kind of consistency, no matter how big or small the venue. It's something that after the show, I'm still looking, I'm like, you know, they could have, they maybe could have had a bigger crowd, but everyone that was there completely got their money's worth and completely got the positive experience where no one was leaving, like, man, that wasn't the best. It was like, no, 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 this was pretty freaking awesome so you guys have that mentality makes a lot of sense why in vogue would be like you know what i want these guys we want these guys let's get them <laughs> that's that's exactly the kind of thing we strive for is like the consistency with the live show because like i mean like you said like i mean whether there's you know whether we're playing for 500 people whether we're playing for i don't know 100 people it doesn't really matter to us it, it's it's like because I mean, me growing up, when I started going to shows, like, I, I remember going to these shows, like, uh, an, another In Vogue band back in the day, for example, like Kingdom of Giants. They were one of my favorite bands back in the day. And I remember going to see them um, at this little place uh, by where we live called The Champ. And there were probably 15 people in the room, if that. And um, they put on one of the craziest shows, super high energy, like crazy good sound. And it was just like, and they could not have been cooler. And like, so I just, I remember being like the kid at a show where nobody was there and the band still gave me like absolutely everything they had. And so like, that's something that we kind of strive to do. It's like, we, we don't really care who we're playing to because there could be one person there that night that came, you know, several hours just to see us. And we want to give that one person like everything that, you know, we have. 
Because like I said, I remember I used to be that kid. Like I was the kid up front screaming all the words to every single song that I knew, even if I was the only one doing it. And like, I don't know, I, I just like to be able to deliver that for other people. I mean, well, th even think about this and it kind of ties in what you just said, Patty, and I'm pretty sure the rest of you guys can relate to this as well. Think about Kingdom of Giants, you know, playing in front of 15 people and you're there and they're giving it their all. It's something where one Patty for yourself that impacted you severely to the point where, I mean, look at where you're at right now. You're, you're, you're writing your own music. You're in a band. You guys just signed to a record label and you guys got a record deal this young into your career. So clearly something is working on that front. However, the inspiration behind that as well, you see what happens when a band is putting it in, you know, putting the work in night in and night out, no matter how big the crowd is, no matter what the connect, no matter what the uh, expected size was, because yeah, you might sometimes play in front of 15 or 20 people, but if you can make that show so memorable for those 15 or 20 people, it's something where the word is going to get around where, you know, go and see if not for me, because it doesn't matter what the size of the crowd is, they're going to be put on a killer show. And now take a look at Kingdom of Giants, right? I mean, in August, they're going to be going out on the road with uh, Bless the Fallen Caskets, which is just yeah. like, yeah. well, no shit. Uh, yeah. I mean, who knows? Again, like I said, next year, what, what if you guys all of a sudden are on a tour and you guys are opening for like Bad Omens? And it's because of stuff like this, because of that mentality. That's a very important thing to have. I'm glad you guys have it. Thank you, man. If you guys didn't have it, I was going to be like, I'm going to kick your ass or something. About <laughs> I want to see you guys succeed. And the fact that you can, you know, we're seeing that connection there. That's a big, big, big thing. So please, please, please do not lose that mentality. Yeah. Once, once we get up to uh, Wisconsin, you'll see. <laughs> see, I'm, I'm hoping that it's sooner rather than later because, uh, again, I've been, I've been waiting to see you guys for like over a year and a half at this point. Yeah. We've yeah. gotten out there. Yeah. We've been, uh, been crushing the east coast but i haven't gotten out to that area yet soon i promise yeah even if you don't come even if you come to chicago or something like that i'll still show up i don't care if even it's like on a tuesday night it's like yeah we're playing at like eight o'clock kevin you're gonna be there oh it's a tuesday night at eight unless i already have tickets for another show i'm like yep i'll be there and you'll, you'll see it happen because i i look at it this way if there's a band i want to go and see and they're say because i'm from milwaukee if they're in madison if they're in green bay if they're in chicago and it's a weeknight. Oh, darn. I got to go to work in the morning. But my mind goes to this. What am I going to remember in a week? Am I going to remember getting enough sleep to go to work? Or am I going to remember going to a show and having a good time? It's always, it's always the second one that wins. Every yeah. time. I try to do that, too. It gets rough the older you get. <laughs> I'll, I'll say, don't say that to me, Cody, because I'm only a couple years younger than you. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like this close to you in age. It's like, don't, don't say that to me. You're going to, you're going to make me, you're make me nervous. Can a panic attack? <laughs> it's all fun though. We do that a lot. We, we like doing a lot of weekenders and stuff too, just so we can uh, obviously not lose our jobs. And I always have to go to work then in the morning at like 7 a.m. after we like just got home at like 4 a.m. We're a metal core show all weekend. <laughs> That yeah, but, it's kind of rough. <laughs> yeah. But then, I mean, you got to, you got to take a look at it this way too. And Again, you're going to be doing this stuff and it sucks that day, but then the yep. next day you're always thinking about how great those shows those shows were, how great of a time you guys had together going out on the road, playing these shows. You're not even thinking about the fact you only got a couple hours of sleep and had to go to work the previous day. You're not thinking about I, yeah, that at yeah, all. Over exactly. it it's just it, that immediate getting up in the morning. It's absolutely <laughs> worth it. Yeah. Because I was I, like, I got to jump over to both Hayden and Zach on this one. You guys have like the same kind of idea and concept around that with your brains or how, do, how do you think about this stuff? 
as far as what the the work and getting up and all that stuff or yeah yeah it's like you know you're pull, you, you know you guys are you know doing your best with the band again just got signed a record label but when it comes to if you guys still have full-time jobs if you guys are, have other obligations as well when it comes to you know yeah i got a responsibilities over here but i want to make sure i do this what's your mentality around there in terms of like do i do this or do i do, play the responsible thing and you know get enough sleep to go to work the next day yeah honestly for me i just like I, I book my schedule as much as I can and then I plan sleep around that. <laughs> so as long as I'm as long as I'm not like double booking at the same time, I'll you know, I'll get it done. Yeah. My job's pretty flexible, thankfully. They work with me on anything and uh I only work at night, so I never have to worry about getting up too early. Yeah. So it's, it's really nice. not that bad. He's All right, have to for the sake of metalcore, man. Yeah, so absolutely. Final. I was gonna, I was gonna say when it comes to sleep, it looks like Zach doesn't have any problem with it, so that works out perfectly <laughs> for you guys. The only one you really have to worry about it seems like is really Cody when it comes to having him wake up at seven and get to work at seven a.m. That's all ending soon, so. <laughs> Just make sure on the drive home, you know, he gets a little bit of that cat nap in there and maybe yeah. not mess with them too much. But, you know, when you guys park the car, next thing you know, put some whipped cream in the hand, tickle them with a feather and just. Yeah. <laughs> waking up the good way. Yeah. Wake him up the good way or wake him up when September ends. One of the two. <laughs> oh, my God. Could you? I could imagine you guys just pulling up like to the final stop. OK, we're all, you know, got to go our separate ways after after the show, after the tour. And. Cody is just passed out in the front seat, and all of a sudden, that just happened. at the radio, all of a sudden you start playing "Wake Me Up September Ends" and just start slowly increasing the volume. The <laughs> and then when you see his eyes open up, then you just turn it up all the way. Yeah, right. It's October. <laughs> Cody, it's October of 2024. You slept for a whole year. <laughs> well, I guess I'm getting fired. <laughs> Getting getting fired, punching a clock. It's like, well, I'm still in the band, so I think I did something right. I guess while I was asleep, I don't know. <laughs> That's funny. It, it's possible, but I do also want to talk about brand new music with you guys because you guys did send over the brand new song coming out on the 21st called "Feel Me Now." And here's how I have to say it before we even jump into it: I've listened to the thing you put out beforehand as well, the first one with In Vogue. Listen to the full album, especially when we were running up to the first interview we did. Feel me now. Yeah, I think this one might be your best one to date so far, in my opinion, at least. Hey, Thank you, man. Yeah, we like it a lot. That's actually, it, it's funny. That's the one that we were in the studio with Ricky doing uh, the last time we did this. Wait, uh, wait, like, what? Yeah, yeah. goes full circle. Man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now, now you're starting to make me freak out a little bit because if that was the song you guys were working on like a year and a half ago when I, when Ricky kept video bombing me and Pat, when we were doing this, <laughs> that's just weirdly full circle. And I kind of maybe want to take credit for some of the good vibes that was coming out, but <laughs> I don't really want because yeah. I was just on a video call with Patty for like an hour and a half. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even think about it until like just right now, but, it, but yeah, like that's, that's that's the song <laughs> that's the ricky song oh my god and then what, what's happening the next time you guys come out whatever you guys are working on now it's like that's what we're gonna be talking about like literally yeah. it's just gonna always happen like that just like it's gonna be this circle of life you know yeah we're working on like five this week so like that's uh there, there'll be uh plenty of ammo to choose from yeah. for next podcast <laughs> Oh yeah. So when that when one of them comes out, it's like, all right, just just let me know which one it is. Be like, okay, this is what we're talking about. This is what we were we're working on the last time recording. It's like, okay, we're doing it again. I don't care what anyone says, we're doing it again. I'm down. Yes. Alrighty. So let's jump into feel me now a little bit because 
again, I think the song was so far, especially from what was released, this is your best one to date, in my opinion. When it came to, you know, working on this one, coming up with it, and of course, working with Mr. Ricky Armolino, what was this all like? Because, again, working with someone like Ricky, especially at that time, had just had the release of the Silver Scream 2 and seeing where Ice Nine Kills has gone and seeing where his career has gone. I mean, what, what was working with someone like that like? Ooh, this is a good question for Zach. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, Ricky's, Ricky's a really nice guy. He's super talented. Uh, you know, working with him is always a smooth experience, I think. You know, he has great ideas. He's He, he listens to the band, if you know, and what they think. Um, and, you know, he, he gave us something that we all love, you know, and uh, we, we appreciate that, you know, just uh, hanging out with him. You know, like I said, super easy to work with. Really nice guy. Um, I, I have nothing bad to say about Ricky. <laughs> Yeah, Zach's been working with Ricky for like years on other various projects and stuff like that. And so I think it was was it it was your idea to go do a song with him, wasn't it? Uh, probably. I think so. Yeah. But we were like, yeah, and you know, he he delivered like because <laughs> I mean, we we kind of agree with you. Like that's one of the best things that we've ever you know been a part of. And um, I don't know, we were just stoked on how that one came out. And uh, you know, Ricky Ricky crushed it. Like he he. Like Zach said, you listened to us, you explored pretty much every idea that we, you know, had to offer along with, you know, many, many of his own. And it was just like, I don't know, it was, it was really good. I would definitely uh, go back and work with Ricky again, but his Ice Nine schedule is like crazy right now, yeah. <laughs> obviously. He's yeah. a busy man, but busy he's, man. he's awesome. Say his ice nine schedule might not have him freed up for like another year with what like they're do- going out with falling in reverse and they're doing like stuff with Metallica, which don't yeah. get me wrong, that is one of the coolest things possible given the fact that their rise has just been insane over the last five years from the launch of the original Silver Scream to then you know the reconfiguration of the band, having Ricky join, have all the other guys join. And then seeing what's happened ever since. It's been something that's been phenomenal. However, I, I would say you guys have to work with him again at some point. Whenever his schedule lines up with it, yeah. he's yeah. not, you know, going up on stage and watching Spencer Charnas slash everyone to bits. <laughs> no, I, I'm sure we will end up uh, working with him again at some point. And it's, yeah. It was great. <laughs> Well, when, and on top of that as well, when you have someone that is willing to work alongside with all of you and explore all these different ideas when it comes to songs, it's you're going to get someone who really is invested in you guys as a band, invested in you as people, and invested in the music. Because if someone isn't going to go fully into it and just say, oh, you know, we have all these different ideas. Oh, I don't. that one just doesn't sound like it's going to work out. That one's not going to work out without actually trying it. Then mm-hmm. it's, you know, you're kind of working with someone that might necessarily have, you know, okay, I've got a lot of other projects. I just want to get this one done. But if you have someone that's going to take the time and explore every different different avenue, you never know what might happen. Might a certain avenue lead to, you know, the finish, the, the what you want in that song? No, but it's going to do two things. One, it's going to let you know what you don't want in that song. And secondly, it might inspire you on a completely different tangent to not necessarily on that song, but create something new entirely off of that idea. And then it might be one of the best things you ever do. You never know what might happen, but at least you're giving this a chance to succeed. That is the key. Yeah. And yeah. that's, that's exactly what we want. Cause like, I mean, we're, we're all here to make the best song that we could possibly make. So like, we appreciate that so much when like with him, and who we're working with, John, like they they just they're so thorough and like what ideas they want to explore. 
um which you know that's that's the way to get a good song like you can't just stick with the first idea that you have like you you need to experiment you need to feel things out uh, see things through sometimes and and to figure out what will work and what won't work and like i, I don't know ricky was great with that and he he also just like you know cares about us as people like as like individual like artists and stuff like that it's it's like he's not there just there for a paycheck like for example like we we did it was probably late last year we did a show in lancaster um and we were on it and another band that he works with called enox who's good friends of ours was on it and in between tour dates like he came out to the show and to uh say hey watch our set all that kind of stuff which was great like we appreciated that so much but but yeah, like he, he um, not only does he go above and beyond as a producer, but like he's he's also like an awesome dude, <laughs> which is really cool. So you got to give him a shirt that says Ricky Armolino, certified awesome dude. And then two thumbs up. <laughs> I love that. I, I, don't know, I, I feel like I gotta start making some of those shirts because of all like some of the positive stories I've heard from people in music and people in the metal world that it's, you know, these people are just fantastic people, not only when you see them perform live, but their actions off the stage and their actions around other bands their actions around fans. Like I got to get one that says Ricky Armolino certified good dude with thumbs up. Got to get one for Jacoby Shaddix, get one for every yeah. single guy in seven dust. Like I kind of feel like it has to be done and then just kind of make it a thing where everyone in metal needs to get these certified good dude shirts from yeah. people yeah. who are certifiably good dudes. And it's it's like, it's like the same with, with who we're working with now, John Eberhard, because he's like, he, he's been doing the I prevail stuff for a long time and now he's like actually in the band. So it was like the same thing, like, you know, trying to, you know, fit around the I prevail schedule to like do these songs and stuff like that. But, but he's the same way with his, his like workflow and like how thorough he is. And he's like also the nicest freaking guy ever. Like they're, you know, they've opened their home up to us and all that kind of stuff. That, so we're, we're just here for a couple of weeks and I don't know, it's, it's, it's really great when you meet people in the in industry like that, especially, you know, somebody that you look up to and other people look up to and, and they're just like the coolest people. Yeah, it, it absolutely is because it shows more of this human connection between not only us, but with the music as well and with everything else around there. Of course, there's going to be artists out there, there's going to be people in the industry that aren't going to be like that. It's in every aspect. We're all humans. No matter what industry you're in, no matter what line of work you're in, no matter what life you're in, there's going to be people that are going to be there that are going to be those fantastic people, the certified good dudes. But there's also going to be people there that aren't going to be that way. It's just the way life is. But when we hear more about those people that are doing good and doing right by others in the music industry, it really stands on the grounds of, you know, us as, you know, rock and metal. We always say that we're a family and we want to show that and we want to make sure that, you know, when other people are coming into this, people are starting this, people are starting bands when they're maybe 13, 14 years old, they're first getting into this. Or someone like myself, when it came to podcasting, when I literally started this at 24 years old, I mean, a little bit later on the spectrum in terms of music, but hey, better late than never. However, it's just that whole entire family vibe and just being a, this, having the genuineness behind it it shows so much more for the positivity and it makes you want to keep doing this. It makes you want to come back for more and makes you feel happy, accepted, whatever it is. So the more we hear stories about people in the music industry like this, that are doing these positive things, the better it is for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. I feel that. Absolutely. 
And that's why we need to get more of those certified good do shirts out there. I, yeah. I, I gotta, I gotta start making them. I literally just came up with the first like t-shirt cats I'm doing for the podcast. And I'm like, I gotta get it out soon, but now I'm starting to come up with even more random one. Just have, you know, your name here, certified good dude. <laughs> or, 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 or like this. I mean, either or it doesn't really matter, but a thumbs up horns. I think it works. Yeah. Kevin approved. Yeah. That'll be on the back. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Certified Kevin approval. But it'll have my face on the back, just like, <laughs> yeah, <I'm right>. <laughs> <laughs> just as ridiculous as possible. Jumping back into feel me now, though. Again, really going through it. First thing you guys know, if I've talked to you guys about music beforehand, which I know I did with Pay, which I've now done with Cody, is man, when I listen to music, I love to dive deep into really what the overall theme and meaning behind the song is to really get a feel for it. So I gotta ask, when you guys were writing the song. What was the idea behind the story of this song, the meaning behind it? Because as always, I went and checked it out for myself as well. And I have my whole meaning that's like on a Microsoft Word document about 10, 11 lines long here. So I want to hear what you guys actually came up with the song before I kind of see if I hit on the mark or not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I think the last time we did this, you actually hit pretty, pretty damn close on the, on the mark about what I wrote the song about. So, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you'll be able to do it again, but I, I basically wrote it about um, a, a series of, I mean, not, not one specific instance, but like a series of relationships that I've had, you know, trying to navigate my adult life, um, where, you know, things just were very toxic and things, you know, weren't good on both ends and, and just trying to navigate, um, like who you kind of like trying to figure out who you want to be in your adult life and, um, who you don't want to be. And, and I've just been in several relationships where, you know, we've, we've both been doing, you know, not good things to each other. And, you know, we knew things weren't working, but yet, you know, we would still hold on to each other for some reason. And, and that's, that's essentially what I wrote the song about is, is just like, um, you know, going back and forth, hurting people and, um, I guess just kind of working through your own stuff, trying to figure out who you're supposed to be. Um, but yeah, that's, I mean, essentially it. Were you listening to a lot of Wasted Age by We Came As Romans when you were writing this? Because I'm just like, right when you said, like, you know, like you're holding on, you're just holding on. And I'm like, hold on because it's all you know. Hold on just because you said you didn't want, or just to say you didn't let go. I'm like, no, I'm starting to get Wasted Age, We Came As Romans vibes. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> okay, so I'm like, I'm having a blast. But I'm pretty sure I picked up on a lot of that because I'm going to look because when I looked at it again, I'm going to look at what I absolutely wrote for this. I thought it was about like a toxic relationship where you're struggling to find any way out or any way to grow for yourself. But that other person is so much maybe emotional control over you at that point from potential years of a mental emotional manipulation. It could be months. It could be years either or they will do anything to make sure that as a person and that on the other end, we stay with them. And that comes from not letting us have any wiggle room in life to controlling our interactions with the outside world to keep us the way they want us to fit into their specific mind, their specific agenda. When we begin to stand up for ourselves under the idea of personal growth and discover that they're not the right one for us, we begin to break that barrier created by the other person and truly have the feel that the real us is coming out once again. Yeah, see, like, you explain things better than I do. <laughs> just, you should, you should write the uh, the song quotes. 
and I'll just, I'll, I'll just, I should just send you guys just like what I wrote for that one and be like, yep, you guys want to use that. And yeah. Go for it. <laughs> but like, yeah, but like for me, it's like, I mean, I picked up on that insanely a lot, even though it was like, uh, like the person that I would connect in my mind to that moment, to that song, it was someone that had done that to me for so many years, but it was never like an actual, like full on relationship. It was kind of more like that friend zone type thing. Yeah, and like situationship I, kind of thing. Yeah, and I do remember when I finally was like, okay, I gotta break, for, I gotta stop because I gotta let go. And now there's a cat in the picture. I want to say that, but when <laughs> it finally breaks and free from that, it was okay. Now I'm starting to speak up. Now I'm starting to be more vocal about. It. Now I'm breaking away from this, and it was crazy seeing how that person just was like wanting to latch onto me and bring me back because they didn't want to let me go, but. I had to like, I'm like, it's, you've done so much to me. I have to move on for myself. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's a very relatable situation that I feel like a lot of people have been on both sides of in some ways. And, and that's ultimately why I wrote it. And it's, it's a powerful thing to write about. And especially when in today's world, especially from anybody that's in kind of our age range, when it comes to going out, dating, anything like that, especially we talked about, you know, situationship. It's not really relationships. It's more like a situationship. There is so much more of that in play where one other person might be so much more focusing on another person and trying to have them fit into a certain mold that fits their idea and vice versa as well. It always happens because that's just kind of the way that the dating world is right now. Does it suck? Yeah, but we, that's just the way that we're going through it right now. And, you know, as, as we get older, as we mature, are things going to change? I hope so. But that all depends upon what happens. However, with so many people are just going through stuff like this and feeling stuff like this, that's where I think the song is going to be one of those where you put it out and if this kind of message gets out there, it's going to be something that people are going to connect with over and over and over again. Yeah, it's it's like it's one of those things that like there's there isn't like a handbook on how to navigate this kind of stuff. So like you're you're going to, you know, ruin certain things like you're going to make mistakes, you're going to like ruin friendships and relationships and all that kind of stuff and it's like just uh i don't know i I basically just wrote it about you know trying to navigate that and try to figure out like who you are and you know what you want and you know all that kind of stuff but i mean you you explain it better (laughs) you already know (laughs) well again i kind of already know and can figure out just because i've gone through stuff like this before too so trying to and trying to you know understand why this happens and trying to explain i've talked about this a number of times as well not only on do all going through songs on the podcast with other artists as well because other artists write about stuff that's similar to this different you know personal experiences maybe some different specifics but that core emotion at the core of the song is going to be something that is very similar and connecting across not only you as artists with other artists but across all these different fans as well but again when it comes down to it, it comes to really explain it it's you know when we go through these things and you guys can probably attest to this as well as we go through these in, these issues and these situations and these relationships where things are going well then things aren't going well these yeah, these breakups whatever it might be yeah, it's like, you know, you're you're learning through uh, something that didn't work out, but you're learning through experience. Or if it was, a you know, you really want it and you fail at, you're learning through failure to learn what you actually want because maybe what you were going for with a certain person, all of a sudden you learned that's not really what I want is something that might really struck a, strike a chord with you. So you got to be able to learn and grow from that. And at times, even if, you know, means letting that person go, you have to. 
if it's something where you have to let a person go and they're trying to like latch on to you and cling on to you because they don't want you to go, that's kind of one of those issues too where it's like, okay, now you kind of have to go because the longer you stay around, the more you're going to fall into this pattern and fall into these habits that are going to change your lifestyle and change your character to someone that you aren't actually at the core of yourself. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm very stoked that you, you know, got all of that from, <laughs> from listening through the slide. I guess that means I, I did my job. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not even going to say that you did your job. I, you have to give credit to the other three guys here as well. I got to give credit to oh, Cody, yeah. Hayden, oh, yeah. Zach, because when it comes to the how the how the song was you know put together the instrumental the instrumental arrangement everything around there that's one of the other big pieces behind this song too that's a big piece behind any song when because this is how i do it. when i listen and i try and figure out the meaning i'm not looking at the lyrics maybe i am but always the first time i listen through the song because you have to hear how the instrumentals are playing together how everything is working alongside not only the message but the vocal tone as well to really feel the emotion of the story from being driven from one spot to the next. Because this song, again, just the way it's constructed, it does take you on that journey from at the beginning, just kind of starting to get a little bit of that fire in your belly and those fire, that fire in your heart to kind of speak up and finally speak out. The chorus is that moment where you're finally able to speak out. Then the bridge and the breakdown are those moments where you're finally able to take action and separate yourself from that person. It, again, you're not going to be able to maximize on a meaning of the song like that if that story of emotion isn't being told through the vocal tone or from the instrumentals really creating that backing to amplify that in our minds and in our hearts. Feel that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually like really stoked with the instrumentals on that. Like, I just feel like the, just the, the overall tone of the song instrumentally, like the tones uh, sonically as well, like with all the production and, and everything in the song, like it's, like you said, it, it really is kind of like a like an up and down journey, like going throughout the song. It's like telling a story and it just, I don't know, it feels really, really cohesive to me with like what uh, is going on sonically and what's going on lyrically and, and, and all of that kind of stuff. So like, yeah, I, we're, we're really stoked on that song. <laughs> I would I would I would say you have to be because again cohesion is the perfect way to describe it and even think about it from the story aspect behind it in terms of how I related to it. Of course, from the beginning of it, now you're starting to see that fire start to build up inside of you to actually speak out against you know this toxic relationship that you're in and try and find your way out of it. But of course, in that first course, when you're speaking out against it and it's like now you're ready to move on, but because that other person might not want you to move on or is trying to cling on and hold on to it because they just are scared to lose lose you or the you that they've tried to create for themselves. Like even in your own self as well, you might be scared to go away from that because you might be so used to that you've known that for so long that you're scared of the unknown and you're not sure what to go for. But then as the song continues to progress, especially in the second verse where the second part of that verse goes a lot heavier, now you're starting to see some more of that action come through, more of the motivation to be built up. Even when that la the second chorus comes in to really kind of like set the stage for the emotional journey, but then the bridge and the breakdown take that action into account. So when you get to the final chorus, now it's like, you know, you've gone through that journey. You've gone through the building up of the motivation to the fear of just actually doing it and going into a completely different unknown place in life to building it back up to get past that, the action behind it. And then the realization that, you know, yeah, it might be scary to go out there back on your own, but it's going to be much more worth than staying in a position that you weren't happy in in the first place. Yeah, absolutely. I, I just think it's, it's, it's a very relatable topic to me, at least like, obviously I can't speak for everybody, but it's, it's something that I've dealt with. Obviously it's something that you've dealt with. 
And I just hope that, you know, other people have that kind of same connection to it. Not that I want them to, you know, go through horrible experiences, <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I just think it's, it's a very relatable thing um, that, uh, you know, should be talked about. And I just, I hope other people get as much out of it as, as you got. Well, we can see if other people got about out uh, it as much as I did. We got three other people right here. We got Cody Hayden, Zach, and <laughs> So you guys, because you guys are the ones that are playing this song as well. What did you guys take from this song, especially as you were making it, as you were coming up with the uh, instrumental arrangement for it, when you're coming up with everything, the emotions that we're going through, were you guys connecting with it in the sort of way where you're connecting with it and maybe a little bit of a different way? What was the case? Yeah, I mean, me personally, for honestly, it, it probably takes longer for me to connect to the lyrics as far as that goes. Um, but, you know, the, the instrumental, I, re I really think about, I really think of the vocal melodies and make sure that the... I don't know. Everything they make makes sense, obviously. Um, but for me personally, it's not until like we get ready to put it out where I'm just like, oh man, these lyrics are like sick and they, you know, I really relate to them and, you know, stuff like that. So uh, I don't know. When I listen to music personally, I don't, I'm not a lyrical person. So I just like, I like catchy, I like hooks. I like, you know, good mixes. I like well put together songs and stuff. So, um, but I'm different. <laughs> um, yeah. So um, I actually wasn't a full-time member of this band when I first heard this song. So I actually heard this from more of a, a label perspective as a yeah, demo. That's right. you know? yeah. So and I, and I mean, this was obviously I, I've, Love this band for a long time and their music and uh eulogy i uh, was stoked about it was awesome working at on theoria um, it was awesome then transitioning to start playing it live and everything and then when i when they sent me the demo for feel me now um the first time ricky worked on one of them i was just blown away like as a gigantic chorus i'm a big lyric guy too i was completely impacted by the lyrics i mean i've relationships are hard to navigate and i think this is a really good song trying to explain just how a lot of times we hurt people subconsciously like i don't think we want to be toxic it's just us trying to navigate our adult lives with this other person involved as well and kind of sending vibes back and forth and eventually you love the idea of that person you love that person but you might not fully agree with where you're both going in life but you love them so much you don't want to hurt them so you stay in that relationship you know, because you don't want to hurt them, but by actually staying with them and having those toxic traits back and forth, you're actually hurting them more. So it's just like kind of this weird, I could be wrong picking up your lyrics, but no, it's kind it's of like, what I took out a little it, bit from it. <laughs> I just really relate with that because I've personally been in relationships where that's happened to me and just from like kind of being a single dude trying to navigate the, the dating world and being the age I am, it's just, it's pretty wild to just kind of be, especially with like the social, how social media is and, and the dating world, like people don't really meet in public anymore. It's just like, you almost like have to be attracted to the idea of somebody on a dating app before you actually get to like go to meet them, which is kind of just this like weird concept in itself. It's almost like they're not real. Like it's nothing's like real anymore, you know? Um, but then going outside the, the lyrics of it, I mean, now by being able to put my drums to it, I thought that was really sick too, because now I have more of an emotional impact to it. Um, so yeah, they, I got to actually go and re redo the drums for all of it. So I'm pretty stoked on how all that came out. And it kind of, I, I don't know, I think it's a huge song. I think people are going to relate to it. Um, the hook comes in right away. And I think it's going to be really great. And I think people are going to be, uh, used to, hopefully be stoked on it. <laughs> I think it has a lot of potential. Say it, say it has a lot of potential. I mean, I think it's your best one so far, but also 
And we've heard from Hayden. We've heard from Cody. Zach, I got to ask you the same thing, man. When you were when you were going through this, what was the impact on you? Um, so I'm definitely more on like the like Hayden's side. I'm definitely like I look at when I hear a song, I'm listening to the instruments first. Like the instruments got to speak to me first. And um, and I think when me and Hayden were, were making the demo, um, I think a big thing we like is just like emotion in music and like the chords that we used. I think felt really like, cool and dark. It really set the tone for a song like this. So I really like that. Um, but, you know, for me, like when if like something just sounds good sung, I'm going to like it. <laughs> Obviously, you know, I do. I like that the lyrics are really good and relatable. And like, I think that's awesome. Um, it's a little hard for me to relate to this kind of stuff now because, you know, I love my girlfriend very much. <laughs> but, um, no, I, I think it's a sick song and I have been through stuff like that. So, you know, I, I, the biggest thing is I hope people do relate to it because I think that can go really far when somebody, you know, connects with a song, you know, because that, that makes them more inclined to show it to other people or, you know, maybe they want to push it on their social media or stuff like that. You know what I mean? Um, and it can just, you know, at the end of the day, I, I do music and my main goal of doing music is just I want I want to help people somehow. You know what I mean? By doing this, you know, it's, it's, it is more of like a, obviously I love doing it, you know, but I, I just, you know, I want to spread good. And if I can do that, then I'll be happy, you know? So I just hope this song helps somebody. Oh, I, I believe it's definitely going to help people understand some of the things they're going through. And there's two main things I need to speak on when it comes to this. First thing is Zach, what you had said, where, you know, maybe you didn't relate to necessarily as much because even though you may have gone through stuff like this in the past, in the present right now, you are with someone that you're not seeing the, the toxic traits really come into play. It's something that's healthy where you both are growing together, both as people, as individuals, and as a couple together. So you're able to kind of relate to this and see where it happened in the past, but also how that past and how working through a lot of that has helped you get to where you are today with your girlfriend, with everything going around there, with all the positivity that it brings. So again, yeah. it's like you can't relate to it in a way, even though you're not on that exact same side as maybe some of us are with it, but yeah. you've been there and you kind of came out on the other end with the positivity. So again, that is something that's still powerful to hear as well. So Learned I got to give you a experience. Yeah. Certified good dude. <laughs> <laughs> say so the other thing I need to bring, want to bring up is something that Cody had mentioned because it actually makes a lot more sense when it came to, you know, really thinking about this song and how everyone, you know, you're going through some of these things and you're seeing these toxic traits come up. A lot of times, you know, you're seeing it from both sides as well. You know, maybe the other person and yourself as well, because even as we're growing and, you know, maybe if you're in your 20s or if you're in your 30s, it, it could be at any point in time. We're still trying to grow. We're still trying to figure out life because no one knows what they're doing in life. We're just kind of making it up as we go along and we're hoping for the best. We're enjoying the ride at that point. But a lot of us have gone through different experiences and different things in life, whether it's from, you know, growing up, you know, what your childhood was like, what your upbringing was like, what your past relationships, right? What other traumas you might have in your life. And when it comes to trying to work through those and trying to deal with those, sometimes those that haven't been dealt with or those that haven't been processed through, they can sometimes can come through as toxic traits it just unconsciously, you're not sure they're even happening. It's just subconsciously. It's just happening. I said unconsciously. That's if you knocked out for that one. Whoops. But subconsciously, <laughs> there's kind of coming, there's kind of happening. And and even you're not meaning it. You're trying to do your best, but it's just it, it it happens. And having to work through that does suck. You may end up 
finding someone you really care for. And it just happens where, you know, sometimes maybe you both haven't worked through some, some issues in your personal lives and they come out as toxic traits. Does it suck? Yeah. But in the same point in time, listening to something like this, you can kind of feel where it comes from, for maybe even the other person's side, your side as well. And you can learn from those experiences as to what happened in these instances, what happened with these situations. How can I learn to A, not only maybe find someone that's going to be maybe better suited for me, but B, what can I do to work through my own stuff? So when I get in one of those situations, I can be a more supportive boyfriend, girlfriend, partner, whatever it might be for that other person. So that if we truly care about each other, we can continue to grow together. And when we listen to feel me now, we think about what we had to go through to get to this point, not what we're currently stuck in now. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, Nail on the head, man. <laughs> you're like you're crushing it. All right. The last time I heard someone say nail on the head, I told myself I was gonna get like a like a wooden plank and put it right <laughs> yeah. nail in there. So every time I could pick up a hammer on the pocket, just go <laughs> doink. But if I were to do that, I'm pretty sure like all of a sudden everything would just cut out because I've got my router, my modem like right next to it. Yeah, so if I would, like fall over and I'm like, oh <laughs> damn it. No, I missed out on that on a great podcast. Everything's going well. And then I had to hit the nail and everything went awry. <laughs> one of these days i'll do it though one of these days <laughs> but man when again you guys got the song coming out on the 21st it's gonna be a big release what do you guys plan on doing when it comes to this release though because i want to make sure that this release is as good as possible given the fact that i love the sound of the song the breakdown there's that one small piece there right at the beginning all of a sudden it hits and all of a sudden like just blips out for like a quarter second you guys just get right into it not gonna lie that was the thing that absolutely hooked me and i'm like sweet what 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 was that because it's quick but then it's perfectly placed in there the point where everything flows right into it It seems like it should it's like it has to be in there because if it's not in there i'm like then the breakdown just doesn't necessarily remember as remember as much for me it was absolutely awesome that was put in there so what's your guys's plan to make sure that this release is the best release so far because i want to make sure as many people get to hear about this um honestly a lot of belief in our team um, I mean, like the, the Invogue and Thriller team has been incredible. Um, I mean, especially it's kind of interesting for me, like doing everything for a label. Now we have like a publicist, we have like a project manager, an A&R, like uh, a marketing person, you know, like Our we have other this, managers. Yeah, we have, another, we have other managers, like we have a whole team just doing everything they can to make us successful. And for me, it's almost like interesting, like taking a step back, just being like, damn, I wish I had all this. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but so it's like really cool doing all that. And then, um, I mean, I, I do everything I can on my end for press and stuff too, but I, our team is just great. And I think they're really going to put a lot of effort into this one. They really like the song. And like, like you said in the beginning of this podcast, what you like about In Vogue and the Thriller team is they really believe in their artists. And I genuinely feel that. I've worked with a lot of labels in my time and you don't feel that a lot of times. Um, and with, with them, I just feel like this kind of family presence there, just like really trying to nurture us and grow us to be this next big thing hopefully and uh, I, I i have full belief in them and i think a lot of this just release strategy is just letting them take rein on it telling us what we need to do and just kind of doing everything we can to crush it on our end hit tiktok hard yeah hit tiktok hard we have a lot of you know i'm sure we're gonna hit up a lot of influencers so that's kind of the name of the game now i mean look at like catch your breath and dial tone and like uh bad omens just pretend day seeker a lot of their sleep token i think a lot of their success blown up was just going viral on tiktok and being able to relate to people 
Um, looking at songs that go viral on TikTok, I, I mean, I, I think Feel Me Now is kind of one that could potentially have that just because uh, like if you look at songs like Dial Tone, as soon as you hear that pre-chorus into the chorus, you immediately know what that song's about. You can immediately relate to it. And I think that's what really makes it that TikTok viral thing happen, occurrence happen, is when you can immediately hear within the first 10 seconds of a clip of a song, immediately put that emotion into it and relate to the experience. And I, I'm hoping that Feel Me Now kind of has that and it kind of won't smoke up my ass and make me feel more confident about that for this podcast because you immediately were able to pick up on all that. And that means a lot to us. So No, absolutely. I, I want to see you guys succeed with this as well. And when you guys bring it up, you know, dial tone by catch your breath because i again that's again a thriller band too so again there's a connection there with the team that you're working with when it comes to the thriller invoke connection everything there there's something that's going to work out there for you guys on top of that as well again even thinking about dial tone with how it connects i mean listening to feel me now how it connects the possibility is there and when it comes to hitting it off on tiktok yeah there's that that's a huge name of the game right now. But again, it's how do you end up doing that? How did it work for, you know, catch your breath with dial tone? How did it work for bad omens with just pretend how to work for sleep token with pretty much every single song they've released this yeah. year? <laughs> sex core. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sex core or, or, or uh, no intimacy core, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> But that might that might actually work a little bit better than just full on sex core because there's got to be something else that fits in there. Like there's probably some electric cowboy song. No, no, no. Every time we touch cover, that is sex core. Right? I think I think demons demons ended up on a, a sex core playlist. Yeah, we got and a it's couple like of not even you know it sex was, related. It was but... like baby making metalcore. Yeah. <laughs> All, All right, I'm gonna go and try and find yeah. that because I've got to find that playlist and see where it is. I think that just sounds. Yeah. Awesome. I'll, I'll send it to you after this. Yes. <laughs> And then when it comes to, you know, the influencer marketing side of it too, especially on TikTok, I know that can be a big thing. And I do know two of those, two people that are in that rather well. So when you guys are like sending, if you're going to send their stuff to them, I'll say just like, tell them that, you know, I fully approve of the song because that might help out. I'm not sure it might though. So I'm just going to, I'm going to put that out there. I'm I'm willing to put my, uh, put my name behind this one. Yeah. It was really cool with with the last release too, because like there were, you know, we, we, we did the whole influencer route when we would, you know, we, we'd hit people up and be like, hey, like, we're interested in working with you, like using a clip of a song and blah, 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 like all this kind of stuff. And, and we got a bunch of people um, to do, you know, cool videos for us. And it was funny because like a bunch of people that we also wanted to see videos that we didn't like hit up. Like, you know, saw the song, heard the song, saw other TikTokers doing it. And then they just, you know, made their own videos. And it's just like, oh, okay. Like, I was going to talk to you about this anyway. Like, this is <laughs> awesome. And just, I don't know. It's just, it's crazy how how uh, TikTok operates sometimes. Like, I don't know. We're, we're like old dudes. So, like, we're, you know, we're trying to figure it out. But, but, but like, it's, I don't know. It's, it's the, tic- the TikTok community is uh, pretty interesting when it comes to that kind of stuff. Just how like anything's viral though. Like as soon as something starts becoming trendy, it's just trendy to start sharing it more. So like it, it makes your page more popular by sharing the sound that's trendy, you know. So by it's like exponential growth, you know. It's 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 pretty insane how that stuff happens. Yeah, it's exponential growth, but it's always what's the hardest thing to do for exponential? It's hit that first little bump. It's like once you get that, exactly, all of a sudden exactly. like, let's go. Once you tip though, it's tipped. Like everyone's gonna start sharing it, you know. Like I mean, it's like like even like at your Correct. Like, look how many vocal covers are out there from bands just trying to capitalize on using that sound. You're right. And even the same thing with Bad Omens, too, with Just Pretend. It, it, it all fits in right then and there. And again, and both of the songs, too, the di- Dial Tone and 
just pretend were out for like months before mm-hmm. they caught on on TikTok. Like they were released and like they still, you know, somebody used it and it blew up. Yeah, because Just Pretend didn't really start hitting off until maybe the beginning of the of the Concrete Jungle Tour, which was like October, November. Like that's when it really started taking off with Just Pretend. And yeah. the Depth of Peace of Mind came out and fed like the same. It came out this. I think it was the same day you guys released your debut. It was like the same day that February twenty. Oh, wow. Was it? Oh man, it might have been. Yeah. Twenty twenty one, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. <laughs> it might have been, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty it crazy. is destiny right now, my friends. This is destiny. It's got to happen. <laughs> so even after you put out Feel Me Now, if all of a sudden it's on TikTok, and after like a couple of days, like, okay, it's not hitting off. Remember, catch your breath with Dial Tone. It took them months. When it came to Battle Moments with Just Pretend, it took them over half a year to get yeah. to that one that, yeah. to, to pop off. Something's going to happen. You just got to keep working with it. Keep pushing it because... Even as you guys continue to put out new music, again, when it comes to Feel Me Now, if you're pushing on TikTok, here's the thing. Even after a couple of months, there's still going to be a heavy majority of people that have not heard that song yet. Oh, 100%. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, 100%. I'll say, I'll say even Cody, especially with your background with Theory, I mean, you know this probably better than anybody. Even as you know, more new music keeps coming out, you can still push out all these songs because there's so many people that have not heard them yet where one person might hear it and it might be the massive difference because maybe they make a video out of it. Maybe something goes viral with it. You never know. Kind of like, you know, imagine if, um, imagine if today, like and this day and age was the day when like a day to remember finally released homesick and everyone heard disrespect your surroundings for the first time. Could you imagine? I mean, we know all the videos that are out there for that just breakdown now. Could you imagine what it was like in the, it would be like if it just came out today? How many random TikToks would be made off of it every single yeah. day? Oh, for sure. Yeah, we still get stuff all the time at like shows where, you know, like and even on the last tour we did, like fans would come up and be like, yo, like I just discovered you guys last week. Like I heard Bury Me and like, oh my gosh, and like all this stuff. And it's like that stuff's been out for over a year at this point. So like you said, it's, it's like there there's always potential to introduce yourself to new people that have not heard you before. And, you know, that's, that's something that TikTok is really good at doing. Yeah. yeah. I, I face this all the time. Like you said, just from like my background with like record labels and stuff too. And then Gloria, but bands get so hung up on just like, Oh, well, I didn't get a Spotify. It's world. this release is ruined. This whole release is botched. And I'm just like that. Spotify is not your means of success. Like that is not what you should be str- like that. That is not what's going to make or break your song. That might help your song. It might, if you get on the wrong playlist, it might hurt it, but it, it's all about like figuring out a release plan that you can do for long term. Just keep pushing and pushing and pushing and growing these using marketing and doing the slow burn, you know, cause eventually, like you said, like with talking about like bad omens and catch a breath and stuff. I bet there was a lot of marketing behind the scenes that finally made that perfect algorithmic situation happen that popped those off, you know? So it's, and I'm sure catch a breath dial tone didn't get any editorials or something when it first came out too. I mean, it, it's not about that kind of thing. Bands get so hung up on seeing the metrics on Spotify where it ends up like kind of almost destroying the release plans. They don't think long-term about that. They just think the short term. And I think it's like, it's always, some humbling I always have to do when I work with artists is like, hey, it's not about just getting this editorial. It's about the long game of this. Like, you don't have to keep putting stuff out immediately. Like, really nurture a single, really nurture a release, you know? Yeah, so. and there's two main things that I think is going to be paramount to the success of the release of Feel Me Now that's going to be a part of this. Part of it comes from you, Cody, when it comes to 
understanding how this works and understanding how it works with different bands as well when it comes to these Spotify metrics where, yeah, you might get, this might, song might get released and it might not get put on an editorial playlist. It might not hit right away, but that doesn't mean it's a failure. That just means that, you know, maybe you have to try something different because the one thing that is the beginning piece of it just didn't work out at that moment. And when it comes to working with, you know, the Invoke Thriller team, they're, they've seen what this what this can do. They've seen what Catch Your Breath did with Dial Tone. They saw the long game that had to be played for it to actually pop off. They know what it, they know what that's like. They've gone through it. They've experienced it. That's a huge plus in your book because if something like this is like, okay, we really believe this, it's really gonna hit, and all of a sudden more some people are talking about it, like myself, and it doesn't hit off right away. Well, you know, there's still potential behind it. Maybe there's a moment that hits. It may be in a couple of months that just makes this be the biggest song in the second half of 2023. Who knows? I mean, catch your breath, dial tone at the beginning of the year. That was like an absolute just moving song that everyone was hitting. And they end up going on tour with Until I Wake in Dark Divine. Then they're opening the Falling in Reverse Popular Mods Tour. That's crazy. Like what? Crazy. Because of stuff like that. It's because yeah. of stuff like that. I want to see that happen with you guys so that next year when I said, you know, we'll be doing this while you guys are in the green room for, while waiting to play and uh, open for Bad Omens. Yeah, I want to see that happen. So, yeah. yeah. yeah I think we, we already have some crazy stuff brewing for next year. We can't really say much about it at this point, but it's going to be hopefully at that level <laughs> just, again going back to just having a lot of trust in our team and absolutely. i think they have a lot of faith in us yeah. as well absolutely is, and like you just said pat you guys got stuff coming up for next year tease it but don't give too much information yet because i said like i want to know more but i know you can't say more so yeah <laughs> on that one well guys i know you got to go and record more music at the moment so as we bring this podcast to its conclusion, one thing I'd like to do is give you guys in this instance a chance to say whatever you want to say, plug where you're going to plug, promote your pro at the end of the podcast. So guys, the floor is yours. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Feel Me Now comes out July 21st and uh, hopefully it's sick. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you guys got to try really hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This, the, it's, it's a really special song to us. Um, we hope it resonates with you guys and, and yeah, and keep on trucking. <laughs> keep on trucking now it's time for me in this podcast with three very specific things first things first when it comes if not for me you're gonna want to follow them on all social media you're gonna want to stream their stuff you're gonna want to watch music videos go see them play live buy some merch and when feel me now comes out you're gonna want to stream it listen to it and make your own tiktok with it tiktok uh that's a really weird way to say it. tiktok with it i'm getting old i can't help it i don't know the things that the youth are doing these days but the best way to make sure you're in the know with everything is to go to the description of the podcast which says find if not for me online there'll be links and labels for everything so just hit your favorite link follow share subscribe listen stream download whatever it might be buy some shit it's all there for you, so go and do it. Now it's time for number two. And Patty, this happened the first time we talked. Cody, this happened with us as well. Hayden, Zach, this has not happened with us yet, but it's happening right now. The uh -oh. promise that I'm making you is this. It is not an if. It is a when. If implies it might not happen. When implies it's going to happen. Date and time is to be determined. When I can see you perform live for the first time. Or if you guys are going to be at Upheaval this weekend and run into me, we can also do it there too. Because I will go all Liam Neeson on your ass during those shows. Or I, <laughs> or I will look for you. I will pursue you. I will find you. And I'll say first round's on me. Yeah. <laughs> Got you, buddy. Oh, I'm, I'm, I, just won't, I just won't have the leather jacket Liam Neeson scowl. I'll probably be like, what the fuck is up, guys? Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, have a blast with it. Very particular set of skills. <laughs> skills I've developed over a long podcasting and moshing career. <laughs> well, guys, as we bring this to its full conclusion, I cannot end this by saying goodbye because this was a blast, as always, with Patty, with Cody, and now with Hayden and Zach as well. I want to have you guys back on the podcast again in the future. I want to see Feel Me Now become the biggest song in the second half of 2023. On top of that, I guess you guys form live, and if I see it up, people, I gotta make good on my promise. So, can this be goodbye? Nah, this is gonna be. Yeah. I'll see you later. Well, folks, my interview with Patty, Cody, Hayden, and Zach from the band, if not for me. And now it's time for Kevin's final thought. I could go in deep to them, you know, working with In Vogue. I could go at, even deeper into the concepts with Feel Me Now, with relationships and everything. But I want to go into what they said about when it came to the end of the podcast. When we talked about growing this song and growing the band and the release plan for it. When they started talking about TikTok. When they started talking about influencer marketing. And when it comes to influencer marketing, am I going to be saying them to the friends that I know that are in the TikTok game? Yeah, I want to see this song pop up. I want to give my friends help, but also because their song is really damn good. That's the other thing about it. I wouldn't push this to my friends if I was like, if I didn't believe in the song, but I do believe in this song. I really do. But the key behind it is one thing that we were talking about where take a look at someone that's on, you know, their sister label, Thriller Records with catch your breath when dial tone came out dial tone came out and it didn't hit right away it took a couple of months and it finally hit because it got picked up on tiktok and now catch your breath went from a band that no one knew to a band that is opening on the popular monster tour with falling in reverse and ice nine kills they're playing in front of arena size crowds ten thousand people every night they're on there and people know who they are because of dial tone, because of how big it got on TikTok. Now, does that mean that every song is going to get big on TikTok? No, not every song is going to have a dial tone moment. Not every song is going to be just pretend by bad omens. Not every song is going to be what Sleep Token has done in 2023. It's not going to be the case. But but if you know that the song can connect on a certain wavelength, that the song has a certain connection point, a certain emotional connection point, you have the ability to let creators on TikTok create something off of that for their audience that they connect with so that they can the audience can connect with the audience can get into the song they can listen to it and all of a sudden it's like oh my god you know i can't believe i heard this to the song can i listen to the full thing thankfully yes you can because this is a full song it wasn't something that was specifically made for tiktok so you can go forward with it you can have a blast with it and just run with it See what happens. Give it a shot, especially if you're in the music industry. Myself, did I never do anything with TikTok? I tried for a year, but for me, the biggest issue with it is, for me, there was no like purpose and no incentive for people from TikTok to go to my profile, click on the link in the bio, and leave. It's for music, it's a little bit different because you know you're swiping through it, but you're hearing that sound and you're seeing it consistently pop up. You're seeing the name of the band, you're seeing the name of the song, and it's a lot easier to remember that than to go to Spotify and to find that song and listen to the full thing because you know what you're gonna get in a shorter time frame. When it came to the podcast, it was a lot different and it just didn't work out for me in this instance. For what if not for me can do with Feel Me Now, it is very possible for that to happen. For you guys in bands as well, is it possible to happen? Yes, it is. You got to find the right the right song, the one that you think is going to connect. You got to be able to contact and get in, uh, connections with these people that can help your video and your songs go viral and hope for the best, continue to market it. Even if it doesn't happen right away, you don't have to just rely on you know the Spotify metric and the editorial playlist to label it a success. Again, 
Dial tone by Catch Your Breath was not a success outright at the beginning, but is a success now? Absolutely. So remember that. I want to thank the guys for being on the podcast from If Not For Me. Remember, if you want to listen to Feel Me Now when it comes out on the 21st, if you want to connect with the band, go find where they're playing live, buy some merch, make sure to you know pre-save and pre-order anything. Go to the description of the podcast where it says find if not for me online. Links labels are all below. Make sure you're also following and liking and subscribing to the Core Progression Podcast for social media run Facebook and Instagram primarily. Link description below. If you are not subscribed to this podcast, please hit the subscribe button. If you're on YouTube, it'll be right over there. It helps us out. It helps us continue to grow. Helps we bring even greater bands. Like, you know, we got seven dust caskets. Um, take a look at the board I've got up there. Uh Polaris is on the board, Moose is on the board, and it's okay is on the board, Conquer Divide, Mammoth, WBH, Plush, Holy Absence, The Word Alive, Hot Milk, Thy Art is Murder, To Kill Achilles. These are all on the board right now. We're going to bring you guys these episodes. We're going to bring you guys these bands. You want to make sure you find out about them and you know, know when these episodes can come out every single Tuesday and Thursday. Hit that subscribe button. We'll have different clips coming out throughout the week and a song reaction every single Friday as well for you guys. Yeah, so be sure to hit that subscribe button. Like this video, like the podcast. I also want to thank you for subscribing. Thank you for following along with us. Also, if you're following along with us and subscribing on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, thank you very much. I do appreciate it as well. Also, thank you, Phoenix Fitness. Remember, 20% use the code CPP20 at fnxfit.com. Thank you, Phoenix Fitness. Inscription of the podcast below. Thank you, Patrick. Thank you, Cody. Thank you, Hayden. Thank you, Zach, once again. I'll see you guys very soon. On that note, that's what you guys think. Much listening to the Core Progression Podcast. My name is Kevin, and you guys know how I end every single one of the big, healthy, and hearty. See y'all. Yeah.